honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves explosion is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Great, back on board once again. Been about a month. That's usually about how these uh, off-season shows go. Two-segment ditty, two-segment ditty. We're going to talk about the Kyrie Irving trade that, uh, well, it's not completely official. It's official, but it's... It's official, but there's always just there's a little bit of a hitch going on, kind of a hip injury with Mr. Isaiah Thomas going to the Cavaliers. There, I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag, but then again, you already know that. We're here for discussion, not for breaking news. Uh, the ongoing saga with Andrew Wiggins and his agencies, we're still waiting on the max deal that's already basically, well, the term and the amount is all there. So, okay, well, here we are waiting. Other conversation elsewhere out there and with the ball club, including the new jerseys that came on board. And of course, catching up with those of you out there that are kind enough to post on Twitter, mention at Wolves Explosion, and of course on Timberwolves Explosion page, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Of course, that's the second segment. So here we go. Let's get this thing going. I don't expect the longest show ever, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's all you never know with me, right? Kyrie Irving has been treated to the Boston Celtics. For Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and that pro, that unprotected pick from the Brooklyn Nets. Holy mother of Moses. That's a lot uh, coming back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Jay Crowder is a valuable defensive player. Isaiah Thomas has a lot of offensive skills. There's even rumors going around of uh, possibly Isaiah Thomas going over to the Boston Celtics for Clay Thompson. That's a, that's a rumor bouncing around. Who knows? Could you imagine Clay Thompson going to the Celtics? Uh, I suppose anything is possible because... I mean, geez, I mean, poor guy's been reduced to, like, the fourth star on the team. Uh, then again, unless you consider Draymond Green the fourth star between the two. Um, it kind of all depends. I think Clay Thompson's the third best player. And, of course, obviously, I've made my feelings known about uh, how I feel about the Warriors. I cannot stand the team. But I've also made my feelings very clear how I feel about Clay Thompson. Anybody that can play the game without the ball in their hands, like, 90% of the time, like, half the players in the league that are star players. Basically, he doesn't have the ball about 25% of the time, and the way he can just catch and shoot that ball, such a crisp ability, quickness, and the way that ball just comes out and goes right down the pipe, boy. It is a beautiful thing to see. I mean, there's no wonder why they call him one of the two Splash Brothers, him and Steph Curry, of course. Uh, Anybody that's as good at the catch and shoot as him, I got to... I gotta love him. So, yes. And, yeah, he's got ties to Minnesota, even though he did not want to come here in the rumored Kevin Love trade a few years ago. But, yeah, we'll take Andrew Wiggins, of course, for waiting on that. Um, There's still a hitch going on at the whole Kyrie Irving situation. I'm kind of glad the Wolves didn't do it because it would have created a very weird situation. And talk is, is that Andrew Wiggins never... Well, excuse me, that the Wolves never wanted to give up Andrew Wiggins. Glenn Taylor had no interest in giving up Andrew Wiggins. So when you look at the package the Cleveland Cavaliers got back for Kyrie Irving, I got to think that uh, kind of was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that pretty much summed it up. Like, yeah, kind of like not going to hop and roll. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, game over there. So <laughs> I'm okay. I mean, it would have created a really weird strange situation with Jeff Teague, like, what the hell is this? Um, 
And yeah, if we got rid of, if we did give up Andrew Wiggins, it would have been kind of depressing. Um, and of course, yeah, I mean, the Cavs weren't going to do that. So it is what it is. We weren't going to do any type of a move without him, like say, Gorgie, Gorgie Zhang, and, and you include uh, um, Cole Aldrich and, and, and other pieces. What's the point? Uh, the talk is that the Wolves are trying to get Shabazz Muhammad to accept a veteran minimum salary. And then, of course, he would have Larry Bird rights going into next season because he would have played three full seasons, or actually four full seasons with the Wolves. Man, that's kind of weird because it used to be three. So I guess four full seasons. I guess that role kind of changed a little bit. But uh, Larry Bird writes, so then the Wolves would not have to worry about the salary cap situation in uh, signing Shabazz Muhammad to a long-term deal. He would have to kind of bite the bullet for a year, sign for the veteran minimum, and he might end up having to do that somewhere else as well. But then the Wolves would not have to have regards to the uh, salary cap once you have Larry Bird writes. So... They could sign him for $50 million. They could sign him, you know, for $50 million over five years or three years or whatever the hell the amount's going to be. But, uh, hell, $10 million a year ain't bad for anybody. <laughs> Even though in the NBA they might think that's chump change, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a hell of a contract. Um, especially for five years, that's a long-term deal there. He would be in the NBA for quite a while remaining. And I do think Shabazz Muhammad is uh, deserving of a nice long-term deal. My apologies if you hear the fan in the background. I'm trying to keep it fairly quiet, but I just, I need the air moving around. Even though it's not that warm outside, I need the air moving around. It is damp outside, which is irritating. So, yeah, I I just can't handle it. Um, On August 1st, the Wolves signed Anthony Brown, who played 40 games for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Second round pick, uh, fourth, fourth pick in the second round in the 2015 draft, Anthony Brown of the Los Angeles Lakers. Or the number 21 on the Lakers, and we know that won't be uh, available with the Timberwolves. <laughs> the young man, born in October 10th, 1992, again, played. Uh, he scored about four points a game, three rebounds a game for a team that wasn't very good. But, uh, you know, he's a small forward, 6'7", 210, you never know. Uh, good luck to him, though, because if you're going to be like the 13th, 14th, 15th guy on the roster, you're never going to play under uh, Tom Thibodeau. But, well, we'll just have to let things kind of... Uh, let the chips fall as they may. The Wolves also looking to hope, uh, hopefully looking to sign Dante Cunningham to a veteran minimum or Tony Allen to a veteran minimum because a lot of the money's been thrown around and those guys are kind of left sitting around here on August 26, 20, 2017. So that's kind of a long wait here. Late August. Yeah, it's been about a, it's been over a month since the last episode. What was it? July 22nd, the last episode of this show. Uh, again, no major moves with the Wolves, but again, just kind of catching up to things, and that's kind of what we want to do. Uh, the Jersey conversation, of course, we're going to hear reaction from you out there as well, but we'll hear it from me right now uh, as we kind of let this thing pop up here. Uh, ultimately, the Wolves will have four jerseys, but at the moment they have a home white and a road blue. And you get kind of that, uh, I don't know if it's University of Connecticut or what it is. Um, remember at the beginning, when there was kind of like a, a early jersey with Kevin Love back in 08, you thought, man, that looks like the Minnesota Lynx. What are the Wolves doing? Now it's looked like they're almost going to a collegiate look. Uh, the Wolves readjusted the jerseys around when Ricky Rubio got here around 2012, 2011, 2010, around then. An improvement. It kind of got rid of the green, even though some of us like the green. But I don't know. It was kind of a weird-looking jersey in the early days of Kevin Love. So um, I'm not heartbroken at the jerseys kind of moving forward here. But at the same time, the brand new ones, I, uh, you know, I'm not sure I'm too excited, too down or too excited about it. 
don't really like the way this thing continues to freeze and drive me crazy. There are always all kinds of trolls out there, and they don't really mean to be trolls in a mean way. They're just trying to be funny, uh, showing all these funny-looking releases of different jerseys, all these different possibilities that weren't real. They were out there to scare us and see how many people would get pissed off, saying, oh my god, that's the jersey! And of course, I posted one of them not knowing that it was, well, you know, kind of a troll job. I don't think it's the worst thing of all time, but it wasn't going to make anybody excited. I'm not a big fan of circular logos on jerseys. It looks kind of, mm, I don't know. Well, the real thing is out. It's like a navy blue with black. That's the row jerseys. It's kind of, hmm. Uh, the home ones, I swear, we look like the University of Connecticut or something. The green ones are okay. Um, if the green ones are going to exist, that's the thing. There's no blue on that one. It's green with the black trim on top, black uh, font, and, of course, white numbers. White trim and white numbers on the black jersey with navy blue, uh, excuse me, yes, white lines on it. There's a straight line, of course, around the around the, the upper part of the chest, right below the shoulders there. I don't know what it looks like. It just, it, you know, it looks like a college jersey to me. It really does. Universe, uh, I keep coming back with Connecticut. It even looks like Villanova a little bit. Kind of similar color scheme to Villanova, particularly the home jerseys for the Timberwolves. Um, you're getting small numbers in the back. I'm not a big fan of small numbers. Not really. Eh, you know? I like when the numbers are like a little bit bigger. I, I don't know. I, I've never been a fan of small numbers, no matter what the sport is. Football, basketball, hockey, baseball, golf. No, I'm kidding. People don't really wear that in golf very much. And if they do, I don't pay attention enough to give a rat's. <laughs> uh, they're okay. Uh, they're okay, yes. Uh I don't know. I mean, you get the nice big Nike logo and you get the Fitbit logo on it. Well, we're happy for you. I don't know. It's just, it's corporate. It is what it is. It's a corporate-looking jersey. Uh, I keep coming back to Connecticut and Villanova. I mean, I could go on and on and on with that. I don't know, even Duke or something. I, I don't know. You know, it's like, and I, don't, I, I love the March Madness tournament, but I don't follow college basketball super close that I could tell you what it exactly looks like. But, yeah. They're okay. I, I give them mm, a number grade, a letter grade, a letter grade, B minus, C plus, B minus, B minus. Especially the, the home ones are kind of cool. But then again, maybe the road ones are better. I don't know. The, the green ones, I think, would be quite fun. It, they kind of look like the Christmas jerseys if they were green instead of black. Like when they were black with green trim. Remember that last year? The Christmas jerseys? Uh, so it would be green with black trim. Black numbers and all that. Um... I like that. I'm 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 fine with it. <sighs> yep, yeah. If that's a, if that is what they're doing, uh, the talk is green, and I guess it's going to be black and blue. The uh, whichever the road ones are, it'll be like maybe a reverse of the other one. That's what I'm guessing the fourth jersey is. But who knows? Maybe it'll be an absolutely completely different design. The green one is leaked early. If that really is what it's going to be, it might be an idea uh, as to what's going on. You know, like a rough draft. You know, sometimes it's not the final product. But it's close, very close to what it's going to look like. Maybe it's exactly what it's going to look like. Of course, these were released on the NBA 2K games out there. So, well, they that's what got it started. And then there it was. There was the official thing. And, of course, when the official release came, you just got the road white and the navy blue or navy blue and black uh, road jerseys, which are okay. Um, I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed. I'm not jumping for joy. As long as the team wins and we look good doing it, Keep it up. Keep it up. Let's 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 roll. You know, that's pretty much where I stand right now with the whole jersey situation. The logo is all right. 
Marcus the Forecaster, uh, again, comes out to say the basketball looks like a blueberry. Like a big blue ball with a little green on top, because that's the little leaf or vine or whatever connecting to the blueberry. Yeah, I agree with Marcus the Forecaster. He's kind of funny, kind of sarcastic about stuff like that, but you know what? He's right. <laughs> it looks like a blueberry. Um, but with that said, it's okay. It's an okay logo. I'm not going to just... I'm not a cheerleader. I'm not a. I'm not married to the team. I'm not a sheeple. I'm never going to be a sheeple. That might be why some of you don't like me very much. But um, it's it's an okay logo. It's an okay jersey. I'm fine. I'm not. Uh, I'm also not one of the people that every single time something gets released. Oh my god, that sucks! Get it out of here! What the hell? This is the stupidest looking jersey. The stupidest logo ever. Blankety blankety blank. So I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Kind of coming out objective. I'm not trying to grandstand and say how much it sucks or grandstand in the other direction and say, oh, it's the greatest ever. I'm just going to kind of sit somewhere in the middle. B minus for the jerseys. And I guess a B minus for the logo. Uh, For a number grade, what would that be? Like a 7 out of 10? It's okay. 7 out of 10 would be like a B minus. 8 is a B. 9 is an A minus. And 10 is an A. A slash A plus. So there you go. A, there you go. Let's hear exactly what the forecaster has to say. I'm not going to save this for fan interaction because you know what? He's still part of the show, damn it. I just, he's just not live on the air right now. He says, hey, I, uh, they're growing on me. I hated them at first. I still don't like our new logo. I'm not sure why they just didn't use our secondary logo. Yes, the, the alternate one that he said all the way back in episode number two. Remember that one? That was released way back in 08. I, I've always liked the secondary logo. Uh, he says, and now we have these jerseys that look like high school squad or a sailor's wife swimsuit. <laughs> I like the fan-made one with the trees more. Yeah, I mean, some of those were kind of cool. You know, I mean, just like the Las Vegas Knights in the NHL, Golden Knights, pardon me, how they were some fan-made ideas out there, and they look kind of cool. And then the real ones, you know, those were okay. I, I think I like the color scheme of the Las Vegas Knights. That might be why I like it so much, the color scheme and all that, plus the name Golden Knights is freaking cool. Pardon me, I thought I turned the damn thing off. Good job, Joe. Good job. So, yeah, the New Jersey's. Cowabunga, dude. Um, as for Andrew Wiggins, should we jump back into that again? And I'll probably bounce back into Kyrie Irving a tiny bit more as well before we wrap up this segment and get to fan interaction here. Uh, mm, Andrew Wiggins, well, he he was with the agent Bill Duffy, and then he left his agent. Uh, not sure why. I'm not sure what the thinking is here. Is it the? I, I don't know. Are they trying to squeeze out of the commission or what it is? But I got to think Bill Duffy is going to pretty much get all the commission, even though at the same time. I mean, a max contract is a max contract. He didn't really have to negotiate that much. It's just kind of like, that's what it is, a max contract. And he's going to get the max contract, and that's it. Um, Unless there's some kind of weird incentives thrown in there, which oftentimes there are, and that's usually why contract uh, agreements kind of screw around as long as they do. Um, And you just kind of sit there and hope and uh, pray that things work out at the end. Um, Glenn Taylor wanted to do a sit-down and talk with Andrew Wiggins, and they said he's always done that, and that's cute, that's interesting. I don't know, and talk is that they had already had it, and then Darren Doogie Wolfson recently, on his Scoop podcast, said that that that, uh, arrangement never did take place, so they never actually did sit down and talk. Andrew Wiggins now is agentless. Uh, The talk is he will get an independent attorney to wrap up the contract negotiations because they might not uh, sign with a new agency for a while. I don't know what to go with this. Um, 
I do think Andrew Wiggins will remain on the Timberwolves. I do think the contract will be signed. But my God, it's freaking August 26th. What the hell is the holdup here? It's just kind of weird. Uh, there must have been some kind of weird disagreement going on with Andrew Wiggins and Bill Duffy. And that's what kind of slowed everything down because it's kind of bizarre. I mean, why is this taking so long? But uh, here we sit, here we wait, and uh, it just kind of is what it is now. And it's just wonderful. You know, I could have enlarged these pictures that I didn't. That's a bummer. Well, it's not that big. Yeah, that was of the jerseys. But uh, I don't know. Um, Andrew Wiggins will be on this team long term. I'm happy about that. I don't want to see him go. I've always liked him more than Zach Levine. I still believe that he could be the number one offensive weapon on this club. I would like to see more effort defensively and rebounding. And that's something you hear about nonstop from everybody. Well, I'm sharing that opinion 100%. Um, I do believe he's got more ability than some people out there may want to want, want to believe. They think he's kind of a softie and that he is going to always quit and give up. But at the same time, when you see somebody as competitive as he is, like when he does turn it on, he is going to be one hell of a player, him being Andrew Wiggins, when uh, all is said and done. Because he, he's the kind of go-to guy in that fourth quarter that this team really never truly has had. You want to say that we've had it with Sam Cassell and Stefan Marbury? Clutch players in the fourth quarter? Absolutely. But Andrew Wiggins might bring that to yet one higher level that we've never had. That's my, that's my personal belief. Uh, Kevin Garnett, you know, I've made my feelings known that he's, not a, he's never been a go-to guy. He's had some moments early in his career. And then for some strange, unknown reason to me, it just like went away. And he just wanted to defer, 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 defer. And that's why some of you out there think I'm this jackass that hates Kevin Garnett. No, I'm not. I'm not. But I wanted a player that's a go-to guy. And it drove me insane when he wasn't that guy. When he absolutely had the talent to be that guy, but mentally he just did not want to be. And again, I'm still confused about that, and it's a mystery that will probably never be solved. Other than, I guess, that's just how some people are. <laughs> so that's just how some people are. Wiggins, I think, has that silent assassin ability to him that this team has lacked since day one. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be fun to watch as things continue to develop with that. Jeff... Teague. I almost called him Jeff Green. I don't know why that is, but Jeff Teague. Um, I think he's a wonderful point guard. I think he's got a lot of talent. I love his quickness, that, that quick step that he has that we really haven't had since the Marbury days. Maybe Sam Cassell to a point, but Cassell is more of a mid-range shooter. Uh, Jeff Teague, I think, is bring, brings that ability that this team has lacked. Uh, he's the kind of guy that is going to have people reeling a little bit when he's stepping forward, and that'll create openings. And people will have to kind of try to keep up with him rather than, again, sag off like they did with Rubio. That would create turnovers late in the fourth quarter that happened in multiple occasions over the past few years here. All of you out there that go ape leap over Ricky Rubio and get extremely pissed off anybody that at anybody that doesn't endorse him as the point guard of the future for this team, I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's kind of gotten to that point. You know what? We're happy for him and his long hair and his new tattoo with the Utah Jazz. Good luck. God bless. Your passing ability was a joy to watch. I don't hate you at all, Ricky Rubio. And to all those of you out there that think I do, get off it, mate. Get off it, mate. That's all I got to say about that. Anybody out there that thinks I hate Ricky Rubio, you are not paying attention to what I write, to what I say on this show. You are not paying attention to what I write down in the Facebook message boards, this and that. You, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So that's why, on occasion, just, just once in a while, once in a blue moon, 
if somebody continues to attack my credibility and basically grandstand their intelligence about Ricky Rubio, I'm probably going to consider pressing that block button. That's not being cowardly. That's not running away. It's that, you know what? You're too much. Eventually, too much is too much. And I am going to press the valuable little button that says block. Because you know what? Get the hell off my... Get the hell out of my face, you gnat. That's what you're being. That's what you're being. So just in case somebody paid attention to that conversation and and saw it, that's how I feel. You know, just in case uh, in the past. So, I mean, some people were just too much. And they need to stop it. It's nothing personal against Ricky Rubio. And it's nothing personal against Timberwolves fans locally. But take it easy, please. Please take it easy. Fallacies, my ass. Fallacies in what I had to say. Fallacies in my statement. So you're telling me the guy, the guy had solved his jump shooting problem. You're telling me the guy <laughs> didn't create issues at times in the fourth quarters when when nobody really feared his shot and they sagged off and, and they're able to just take the ball right out of his hands. It's just like a pitcher who is really good, but then all of a sudden he serves up uh, he serves up a high hanging curve to. God knows who, my, uh, you know, to, to Trout out there in, in Anaheim or God knows whoever, uh, uh, Aaron Judge in New York, somebody like that, and bam, three-run homer, the game's over. Well, thanks for the eight innings, but that ninth inning, you kind of like peed down your leg, to pardon my French. But it's just, you know, that kind of stuff, it, it cannot be ignored. You cannot just write that off. I appreciate everything Ricky Rubio brought. I, pre- I appreciate everything other pitchers of the Twins may have brought, too. But if you're going to serve up a high-hanging curveball in the, in the eighth inning or ninth inning, whatever, and it's going to lead to a three-run homer, that's, gotta, that's part of the story, right? It kind of is. Just like Garnett not closing in the fourth quarter. That's part of the freaking story. So, okay. Ricky Rubio is a valuable player in this league. I just, for this current time, I think... Hopefully, I'm stepping out in good faith that Jeff Teague is a better fit. I'm not guaranteeing, 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 that is a good one. <laughs> guaranteeing that Jeff Teague is a better fit, but I think he could be. I think he can help, and I pray to God that he is that guy. Even the forecaster doesn't, enjoy, doesn't endorse Jeff Teague, so think about it that way. Forecaster is a lot bigger criti- uh, critic of Ricky Rubio than I am. So, all right. And he applauded the hell out of me when he saw that conversation. Him and his wife saw it. They just happened to see it, and they were like, wow, that was good, Joey. <laughs> so, thank you. All right. Uh, yeah, because that, that kind of blew up. That kind of popped up right after I recorded the last episode. And I already ranted a little bit on that episode. And things just went ape I don't know if the guy heard the show or if he just is somebody, and I'm guessing he didn't hear the show because so many people out there are just—they're just too good. They're too—they're just too important to download a show, you know. When, you know, they'd rather listen to some garbage like name your name your pop star of today. Just they'd rather listen to that, I guess, or some other genre that I don't even want to. Just whatever. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, I'm an asshole. I am. I am. So, but so can you be sometimes. Wow, where did that go from? I mean, <laughs> where, where, where did this go to? What just happened here? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you think that was a little crazy. Kyrie Irving, Boston Celtics. Well, they better win the Eastern Conference now, but then again, I guess Cleveland's deeper, so maybe hold the phone a little bit. If Isaiah Thomas can stay freaking healthy, if his hip injury situation can be solved, 
then the Cleveland Cavaliers will make things very interesting as well. Second year in a row, you're seeing a situation. We have a situation here. That's an inside joke with people at work. Uh, we have a situation here where the team that uh, lost the conference final just made a huge acquisition. And even stranger, though, it's not like somebody from the Warriors went to the Thunder. It was uh, somebody from the Thunder went to the... Okay, well, yeah, went to the Warriors, and then nobody went back to the Thunder. It was just a free agency situation where Cleveland and Boston, I mean, they actually swapped players that were extremely significant. So this is even stranger than Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. It's kind of fun at the same time. So much drama going on with Kyrie Irving over there in Cleveland, and he's accusing LeBron James of... uh, making him cheat or saying he needs to cheat, you know, use some performance-enhancing drugs or whatever it was to improve his play out there. You know, it does make you wonder, remember when uh, Marcus the Forecaster listened back to State of the uh, Timberwolves 2013 when we talked about the NBA Finals when LeBron went into the locker room for a few minutes and came back with a completely different look on his face? It does raise the question, doesn't it? Hmm. Huh. (laughs) <laughs> a little late, but, well, hmm, does make you wonder, doesn't it? And this, and this is from somebody that considers himself a pretty big LeBron fan. I've never bought a single product from him of any kind, but still suspicious behavior there because he came out with a completely different look on his face, and then he uh, did what he did. He destroyed the San Antonio Spurs. That was, I believe, I forget if that was 7 or 8, but it was one of, or excuse me, Game 6 or Game 7. When things changed dramatically late there. when he, I believe it was six when things were struggling so mightily. And then he helped lead this team back to the promised land. Ultimately with Ray Allen's little uh, three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. That's basically what that was. Yeah. Um, so that's about it. Let's get to fan interaction. I'm a little crazy. Maybe I need to calm down. But man, that went from me almost like running out of words to having too many words. But I guess that's normal, huh? here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, Fan Interaction segment. Let's give a quick shout-out to Flip's Army. Flip's Army out there in the Facebook world. Do give that page a like if you could. Trevor Wickerin, kind enough to allow me to post links onto that page, and I have <laughs> I have all the utmost respect for him, and I'm more than willing to give his Facebook page a shout-out and encourage you to like and follow that page. Thank you again very much, Trevor Wickerin. Lots of conversation always on there, and I post on there fairly regularly, as long as I don't get attacked too much, right? (laughs) And it's not because it's a bad page, it's because maybe, I don't know, maybe it's my own fault, so, yeah. And you know what, any page, you're going to get somebody who's going to disagree with you, so that's just kind of what it is there, eh? At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account, 10A, Wilston Brown, it's kind enough to mention Timberwolves Explosion, have a conversation on there. He was kind enough to retweet the show. Thank you very much. This is exciting times for for the T-Wolves. Another great show from Wolves Explosion. Thank you very much. And that's because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit. It is at Wolves Explosion. All this information will be in the show description. I know other people re- retweeted it. I don't know what... Oh, yeah. There's probably a way to get there. I had it, and I lost it, right? That's usually how I roll. 
Like the New York accent? Was it cool? Yep. Uh, other people did. Mm. Oh, well. I, I, I know Vince did, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Levi Wilson-Brown retweeted it as well, and I can't thank you guys enough for doing so. So just had to mention that. Uh, where is it? Uh, Tanae Brown, out of New Zealand, by the way. Tanae and Levi. Brothers out of New Zealand there. Levi's a little bit older. He says, uh, we're the first choice. And that was again from Mr. Uh, Kyrie Irving a while ago back in late July, right around my birthday, but it didn't happen. He says, I don't think there's a way, uh, there's any way we'd, we, we'd acquire him, but still awesome to hear. And yes, I agree. It's still very awesome to hear. Tanae pretty much broke the whole jersey look there, and that was the accurate look. It was on the uh, NBA 2K. And ironically, there's Isaiah Thomas wearing number four there for the Boston Celtics playing against... Carl Anthony Towns and the Wolves. Awesome tweet there, and I was kind enough to retweet it. He said, it sounded like this was an accidental leak. They changed the picture not long after, because that, that was the correct uniform. 100% accurate. Uh, Tanae continues saying, I'm really against these after some of the concept jerseys I've seen, so you really like the other ones more, along with the full casta. Uh, again, we will be playing the Lakers on Christmas Day. The Wolves will be returning to Christmas Day, not against the Thunder, but against the Lakers this time around. Hopefully we get it done. And Vince Germano says, we will smash ya. When I was saying, I hope that we actually win that game this time around. And yeah, because the last time we played the Lakers, freaking Jordan Clarkson went off. And that was freaking, freaking frustrating beyond belief. And I know uh, Vince Germano loved that very much. So thank you for the tweets, guys. Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Again, everything will be in the show description. So, conversations back and forth, conversations back... Oh, and yeah, yep, we'll get to that in a second. Any comments on the most recent show? It is... What happened? I was saying more than happy to my friend. Who was I talking to? Talking to myself here. What What the... Uh, what? So, something happened to the comments, and it's showing three comments, and they're not there. So, yeah, maybe I can load that on something else. I. That's a... Strange one. That's really weird. Let's continue. John Kundla, RIP, right around July, it was a couple days before, on July 21st or so, died at 101. He turned 101 at the beginning of July there. Him and Sid Hartman, a part of creating the, the great dynasty, the first dynasty in NBA history, the Minneapolis Lakers. That's right, the Minneapolis Lakers that played in the Armory and other buildings downtown. Yep, and those other comments are going. I don't know what happened. But yep, they played in the Armory, Minneapolis Auditorium, and other places. The Armory is now a parking lot. It is still in downtown Minneapolis on 6th Street, and ironically, in between were the Target Center and what was the Metrodome, and is now U.S. Bank Stadium stand. Um, stood in stand, uh, so to speak. The renovated Timberwolves, uh, excuse me, the renovated Target Center looking cooler and cooler every day. Can't wait to see what it looks like on the inside and all that. Uh, but uh, John Kundla got to 101. Sid Hartman is 97. He was the general manager of the Los, the Minneapolis Lakers, pardon me. John Kundla, the head coach of that club. Kundla, a few years older than Sid, four years older than Sid Hartman. And Sid Hartman, obviously a radio legend for many, 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 many years, interviewed and all that in the Star Tribune. He's worked, he's, he's been an interviewer and, and columnist for the Star Tribune forever. Uh, forever and ever and ever since the late since the early 50s I believe if not even into the 40s when he was the you know obviously and he started with the Lakers way back in the late 40s and then when they left they left and that was the end of uh, Sid Hartman and John Kundla being with that club they stuck around here they did not move to Los Angeles with the team uh, a lot of the players that were still playing that were on that club did go including Elgin Baylor who was one of the youngest players at the time 
amazing history. I even have a Minneapolis Lakers hat. Of course, not from back then. <laughs> I bought it when I was hanging out with the forecaster. I was helping him move in, I believe, 2012, if I remember correctly. I believe that was 2012, a hot, hot, hot day in, in uh, June, if I remember correctly. I lost a lot of weight that day, and I wish I could do that again, actually. <laughs> Oh, boy. But uh, let's give John Cunla a moment of silence. God bless John Cunla. I mean, 101 years old. He'd been living in northeast Minneapolis for decades and decades and decades and decades. And then he went to a nursing home and eventually, yeah, just, you know, he passed away. So God bless John Cunla. Just amazing. 101 years old. To think that the coach of the Minneapolis Lakers was still alive and kicking. I remember seeing him, not in, I mean, it was in person, but it was just on the basketball court. Like when you're at a Wolves game, you see Garnett that way on the basketball court from up in the stands. So they introduced all those uh, Minneapolis Lakers that were still alive and kicking, including uh, George Mikan, who was in a wheelchair at the time because he was sick. Poor guy. He ended up dying younger than the others because of that. Um, just amazing, though. They were announcing all the players, and then John Cundler with the white hair came out there because he was obviously older than everybody else. And he was just like, oh, my God, he's still alive? Holy moly. And he was in his 80s, I believe, at the time. And there he is now, 101. Just <laughs> unbelievable. Amazing life, amazing career, and just a, a huge part of history for the National Basketball Association, or let's just call it the NBA. Um Man, Minneapolis Lakers, five championships. John Cundla, a part of every single one of those. And there he is sitting on top of George Mikan in that picture. The glass glasses wearing number 99. He was the Wayne Gretzky of the NBA, right? <laughs> Nobody else wears number 99. Wayne Gretzky and, and George Mikan. Man, you know, Cundla was a pretty young coach back then, kind of like a, you could say a Richard Pitino today with the, with, the, with the Gophers. And Cundla even coached the Gophers in the early 70s. Just, wow, late 60s, early 70s, back in the Nixon era. Man, awesome. Um, I posted something where Andrew Wiggins says he's worth nothing less than the max. Let's see what the comments are. Tene Brown says, In my opinion, the only players that deserve a max contract are those who contribute on both sides of the game. Hint, hint. That means defense, too. Wiggins was second last statistically in terms of defense, which is why I don't think he's worth it. Ooh. Of course, it's up for debate. His potential is right up there. But is he worth the risk? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Joey. Honestly, I could debate this either way. And in terms of the of a Kyrie trade, I'm firm in the camp of keeping Wiggins over trading him. Wayne Hunt slash, slash Hank McCoy. <laughs> Vince Germano would also like to hear what you blokes think. Uh, we'll get to... Uh, oh, and he says, uh, hashtag go Wolves, hashtag shut up about the Lakers, Vince. Look at you. Look at you. I thought you listened to Showtime and T-Wolves too, though. That means you're going to hear some Lakers on that one. I'd love to revive Showtime and T-Rolls, Vince, if you're out there listening, out of Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Victoria. <laughs> Australia. Yes. Uh, he says, I look at it like this. My biggest fear is if you guys don't pay him, you lose them, and I don't want to see him leave the Wolves. So, yeah, pay pay the man. Also get stuff, Tene Brown, about the uh, Lakers. I, I'm in the camp of, you know what, we're kind of stuck right now. Um, you're stuck. I mean, you know, and Zach Levine isn't a good defender either. That's the problem. So if we were still keeping Zach Levine, it did not have uh, Jimmy Butler. There it is. Butler, see, that's another tough situation that's going to come up because, well, he, 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 I don't know. It is kind of give him the max or lose him, and that's kind of how it's going to be, unfortunately. Andrew, please improve your defense, please. Uh, you know, it's, it's there. I mean, coming out of the draft, they said he's an elite defender. So bring it to the NBA, gosh dang it. 
along with Carl Anthony Towns. Bring it to the NBA. Carl, your defense needs to get better too. Carl, damn it. And you know what? I'm saying that in love because I love you guys, Carl. And and, and, and uh, Carl and, of course, Andrew Wiggins. I, you know, I love you guys. Bring it. Please bring the defense, okay? Because once you do... Away we go, baby, because the offensive ability is there. I don't want to see the offense go away, but bring the damn defense. Please bring it and and be the players you were supposed to be. Elite defenders coming into the draft. On we go. The new Wolves gear post. This is inaccurate. This is not the Wolves' uh, new look. But we'll read the comments anyway just to hear what people have to say. Tanay says, hmm... I don't know about these. Maybe they'll grow on me. Not a big fan, though, Sebastian. Barton says the lettering is awful, and yes, it was. I agree with that more than anything. Dustin Burling says, this isn't it. The font is way off, and you're correct. Fred Mithen says, is that for our GD League affiliate? Our GD League, huh? You mean guys in gosh darn it, uh, but maybe another word? <laughs> the Iowa Wolves, just like the Iowa Wild. I kind of like that word in Iowa. That's kind of cool. Go, Iowa. Purple Mafia loves Iowa, and Iowa loves Purple Mafia, by the way. Check that show out. They've had a recent release. Don't you, what is going on? It says one comment, and then it says no comments yet. What the bleep, man? And these were the real uh, releases. Let's get to the visitor post, because I know there's much more going on in that department. Maybe a bit more, maybe not too much more. Even Luke Rasmussen posted on there. Oh, man, this is a bit here. Okay, that was after the 22nd. Here it is. John Mann says, Target Center, and welcome aboard, John Mann, if I haven't heard from you before. He, sa- uh, he says, oh, the Target Center's $140 million project is nearly complete, and I clicked love on that because I do love it very much. Um, it's almost done, and it looks fantastic. Uh, obviously, the picture there was before everything, but that's just the way it goes from, from this seat.com. Thank you very much, John Mann, and I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, awesome article, fun to read, even though it was about a month ago. But still, those of you that did read it, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hank McCoy, this was just before my birthday, but it was close enough because it was my birthday in Australia. Because, you know, Australia is ahead. And, yeah, he says, Joey, happier. How does he say it? How does he say it? I want to say it right. Uh, uh, that is about about how he says it. Happy birthday from all the crew at the Colt Side Podcast. I hope you have a fantastic day, mate. And I do have an announcement coming for Timberwolves Explosion and the Court Side Podcast. In fact, I almost just about ought to make it right about now. And God bless you guys. Love you very much. Thank you very much. Luke Williams and others clicking like on what Hank had to say there. Even if he is a Warriors fan, right? <laughs> TJ Hollis, Brandon Cunningham, and no click like from Vince Germano. Rutrow. He must not have seen the post, but thank you, Wayne Hunt slash Hank McCoy. There you go. Um, should I make the announcement here and now? Well, I am going to be... I mean, it's it's like the worst-kept secret ever, even though it's a good secret, but it's a bad secret in terms of... You know, it's not a secret to them, but uh, maybe those of you out there might be a secret. At some point, very soon, the Timberwolves Explosion Podcast will be joining the Courtside. <laughs> we'll be joining the Courtside Network. There, I made the announcement, and there it is. Bada bing, bada boom. The Timberwolves Explosion Podcast will be joining the Courtside Network. Um, there have been issues going on with, well, uh, the sportsstuff.com. Uh, it's going to keep going with Purple Mafia, Brave the Wild for the time being, but Dylan Richardson is kind of 
he's kind of phasing out. He's kind of looking like he's leaving. And I'm not really somebody that I think is uh, going to be a one-man show running a website and all that. I don't know if he necessarily even would, would want me to do that anyway. But as much as I enjoy um, the, the sports stuff.com, and I will keep going with the Timberwolves explosion and all that, I'll probably keep posting. I may post it on both. I, I don't know, but we'll see. Obviously, that's up to Hank McCoy, what he wants to do. Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, run the courtside network. But Timberwolves Explosion will be a part of that in the not-too-distant future. I feel safe enough to say that right now. I can say it right here, right now. Um, Ali Sidikai posting dunking with wolves. Uh, he, he's a writer on there, and he says, Will the Timberwolves win more than 50 games? A nice article there. Thank you very much. And do check that out. Another one 10 years later, looking back at the Garnett trade. Keep checking those out if you could. Always appreciate Ali Sidikai, what he brings to the fold with his writing ability on multiple websites out there. Thank you very much, including NFL Spot with the, the Vikings as well there. He posts on Purple Mafia. Uh, Vince Germano says, What in the world is going on with the Wolves New Jerseys? I hope they look better out on the court. Yep, so that's there it is. Because I knew you guys were talking about it somewhere. Hank McCoy says, I think they look great. Vince says, Predictable flog comment from you. <laughs> uh, Hank comes back and says, I think they will grow on people. I like that they borrow from the past, but are their own thing also. You are a flog. And I said, I'm not inspired. Hank, uh, today part of me says, they look better than what they did on the 2K screenshot, but still not great. Could have used multiple. Could have used multiple of the concept of designs and gotten a much better reception for them. Yeah, I mean, I think they could have been better. Hank McCoy says, post about how, yep, the Wolves are attempting to re-sign Shabazz Muhammad for the league minimum. And he says, I'm not sure why Shabazz hasn't been snapped up yet, and I'm not sure either, Hank. But I'd like to see him back in a Wolves jersey. He had a solid year last season, another year under Thibs, and he might even be be a bit of a breakout year. Thoughts? Well, my thoughts are, it would be the first time in his, in his uh, young career that he's played for the same coach for two years so yeah that might be a good thing because every year he starts slow new coach new system this and that and he's just he's not the kind of guy that seems to adjust really quickly but once he does he uh starts showing what he can do and he did very well last year it seemed like he played best under sam mitchell that's just my humble opinion he, he really did well under sam mitchell particularly in that warriors game and man that was fun but hey he he stepped it up last year with uh coach thomas tom thibodeau ultimately there and Luke Rasmussen, formerly of Maranatha Christian Academy, like myself, he, he at least graduated there. I was unable to. No, no, I finished high school, but I went to Hopkins High. We, uh, we're not going to stay at Maranatha anymore. Too expensive and all that. So it is what it is to those of you out there that wonder what happened there. That's what happened. Too damn expensive. We went to a public school, Hopkins High, and I ended up wearing royal blue at the end of my run. Not uh, red, not bright red like the Mustangs there at Maranatha Christian Academy. Luke Rasmussen says, an, ob- an observation, I had hoped the T-Wolves new logo looked more like the original T-Wolves logo, and then I looked deeper into the Iowa Wolves logo. That one is strikingly similar to an inverted version of the original Wolves logo. Maybe the Iowa D-League team and the T-Wolves should switch, and I notice with all three levels now that the Iowa and Lynx logo, the Wolf face is the full face is one direction, while the new Wolves logo is facing the other direction and pointed higher up. Hmm, what is this? Abraham Lincoln and the other presidents? Hmm, you know, like the nickel, the quarter, and the and the dime, and then Abraham Lincoln facing the other way. Is that what's going on? Or uh, that's kind of kind of weird, there. It's kind of creepy, there. It's interesting though. At the same time, 
Huh, I like that. That's an interesting observation. Um, <laughs> that's kind of funny. That is kind of funny. It's interesting, and uh, I appreciate that, Luke. See, he put it on originally on my page, and then eventually I wanted him to post it on the Tim Rule's Explosion page. I'm disappointed that there wasn't more reaction. Damn it. Where are you guys? Where are you? Uh, Christina Fiedler says, I prefer the one on the right. Luke says, me too. And, you know, I kind of do too. Um, uh, yeah, I always like the older one better. It looks really cool. It looks awfully similar, doesn't it? Um, the Iowa Wolves one is pretty good, though. I like how it's almost exactly like the original, but, you know, with the blueberry in the background rather than the classic basketball. There's nothing wrong with the original Wolves logo, by the way. Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, you know, we're not the Boston Celtics and all that, but shoot, sometimes certain logos don't need to go away. I mean, they just don't. The one thing, see, the Spurs, like, you know, the Spurs logo with the colors, the, sure, you might think, oh, that's too 80s looking, but damn it, what's wrong with the 80s? <laughs> Why go with just a boring kind of a gray, gray with the black and silver? Why not keep the other colors, the the, the green, kind of greenish teal, that, that, that kind of, uh, I don't even know. They're, they're like pastelish colors. Was it orange, kind of pinkish red, and uh, teal? They should have kept those of the Spurs. I liked the Spurs more then. I liked the look more back then, and they got rid of it. I don't know, man. I mean, call it 80s, this and that, but is the modern one that much better, or really is it better at all? Is it just more depth and more sexy looking because of the, cause it's just it's done with a computer? Is that all it is? Okay. I mean, I should, Whatever. Um, or it's more it's more computery looking. I'll I'll have to say more modernish. Woohoo! I guess I mean woohoo. But I, I guess we'll wrap things up. About a forty-five minute, forty to fifty, forty-five to fifty minute show here. Do please join the Facebook page. All the information is in the show description. Please do join the show. Also, you can call in. That's another way to join the show. Would be appreciated. I love that you comment on there. Please do comment. Those of you out there that have, and those of you that did in the past and haven't lately, please come back. I'd appreciate it very much. All the information is there for the Facebook page, the Twitter account right there. You can just copy, paste, whatever. And there's also getting on board by calling in 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. It'll be greatly appreciated. Though I hope Dylan still forwards it to me. I'm beginning to wonder. Otherwise, let's go with the audio submission route. That might be better. I might just kind of have a stick to that from now on, but I'll put the number up for now and see where things go on with Dylan. Otherwise, audio submission route, which you can use with any smart device on the planet, as long as it's a free recorder, which they all have, and uh, record for a minute to five minutes and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. Again, that's in the show description. You can use that for copy and paste from your email uh, program, application, whatever it is. takes you about, you know, a second, pretty much. Just email it to there. Obviously, you save your audio file, attach it, and email it. And bada-bing, bada-boom, there you are on Timberwolves Explosion, because I will more than happily put you on board here with me. That would be greatly appreciated. Thank you again for listening. Please tell your friends about the show. Please do. Please rate Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes. It's it's getting lonely, damn it. Help me out, please. <laughs> it would be greatly appreciated. And those of you that have, God bless you. Until next time, hopefully we'll uh, have some fun conversation with the uh, the training camera that's coming earlier. It's coming in late September. How about that? I like this. It's kind of cool. Let's get things going. Yeah. Even though you might think the season's too long, it's never too long, damn it. Those of you that say that, shut up. Season's never too long, man. I want the NBA basketball back. We'll be back with that very soon. We'll be talking, eh, you know, eh, a few weeks to a month tops. 
and back on board once again to talk about Timberwolves basketball. And if there's big news, this and that will come up earlier. Until then, take care and talk to you then.